This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, I just want to welcome everyone who's just tuned into Radio K Pulpit. This is Alana Willie Fee with my program called Body Matters. And I will be with you for the next hour. And I've got a very special guest today in the studio called Nigel Brown. And Nigel Brown is from Master Reset. And Nigel's also an author of four books. So today we're going to be looking at one of his books called The Will of God. And this book really focuses on the lies that the enemy presents us. So this is going to be a really interesting chat. And um, so welcome, Nigel. Thank you, Alana. So nice to have you in the studio again. I mean, Nigel's been here before and we've chatted a a lot about different things about his books. But today we're going to really zoom into the will of God. And um, so, Nigel, do you know what's so interesting about um, your book? And I I went through some of it and and looked through it. And you know what I really realized is that, you know, the biggest battle that we face today, which I think is between the truth and a lie. That's true. And, um, you know, the, 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 the devil is called the father of lies. But Jesus came to give us the spirit, and it's called the spirit of truth. And I think we needed that spirit of truth. So true. So, yes, I'm really looking forward to to hearing more about the book. But before we go into that, Nigel, don't you want to tell us a little bit more about your ministry, a master reset, and what you're busy with at the moment? Okay. So, firstly, I'm... I'm a son of God, as you know, and I'm also a father of two kids and and the husband of one wife. (laughs) 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 Zuline and my two kids, uh, they are Caleb and Daniel, three and a half or well, three and three years and nine months and 11 months uh, old is Daniel. And I've been involved with, with young people as a youth leader for over 20 years and youth pastor as well. Um, Eleven of those years, I've I've been on staff at Lighthouse, uh, Lighthouse Ministries in Paro, and then I uh, my time there ended last year. Um, a new season started, and I started a company called Master Reset, where um, my focus is on is on life coaching, um, okay. is on expanding the spheres of influence where I believe the Lord wants me to go into. Um, specifically, it's the, the larger body of Christ. Then it is schools and then also um, business as well. Now, um, lately, I've been focusing a lot on schools, high schools. I've got a, a workshop program, um, a four-week workshop program that focuses on preparing grade 11s and matriculants for life after schools. So it's oh. after school. So it's um, life skills, you know, where mm. I focus on legacy. It's called the legacy course. Sure. And then um, I basically give them practical input on how to to align, live a life that's aligned to the kind of legacy they want to leave behind. Mm. We deal with um, how to remove obstacles that's, that's hindering them from from actually uh, manifesting the kind of vision or legacy they want to leave behind, so that's what I've what I'm busy with now. I've got five schools that I'm that I'm that I'm actually um, scheduled to facilitate these workshops in. 
Okay, that sounds absolutely yeah. great. Sure, it sounds like you've been so busy. So, Nigel, where are you? Are you fellowshipping at the moment, or are you just focusing on your? Well, yes, I, I, am, I, am, I am connected to a, to a spiritual family, okay. definitely, um, um, and that's that supports me uh, spiritually. I'm accountable to a spiritual father, and yes, my Peter's name is my spiritual father. Uh, so, awesome. yeah, so we we are in in relationship. Definitely. I know. That's wonderful. Okay. So, Nigel, let's take a break and then we can come back and chat a little bit more about your books. And yeah, and then it's specifically the one that we want to deal with today, The Will of God. Perfect. Hi, this is Alana Willyfree with Body Matters, and I am chatting to Nigel Brown. He's the author of four books, and we're just chatting about, we're going to be chatting about the book, The Will of God. And the book really focuses on the lies of the enemy. But before we get there, I just want to ask you, Nigel, give us a little refresher of what Master Reset is all about, because that is what you are the founder of, of Master Reset. So what is Master Reset? So let me tell you the, the story behind that. So a couple of years ago, so my phone was acting up, I had an iPhone, mm. and then before I... I decided to replace it. I thought, let me just take it to the eye store to have a hard reset or a master reset done. And then I did that. And once that master reset was done, it was like I had a new phone. And the Lord um, basically inspired me to use that concept. We related that concept to what the Apostle Paul in the Scriptures called the renewing of the mind. Mm, sure. So in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, where it says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that mm. that's what Master Reset is. It's about re, uh, re, restoring your mind to God's interpretation of reality. Or the original state in which it should have been before the fall. That's right. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, that's awesome. So tell me about the books that you've written. Okay, so you've written four books. Just tell me a little bit about each one of them, and then we can zoom straight back into the will of God. Okay. So the very first book that I wrote is called Legacy. Mm -hmm. And there I focus on helping people establish the kind of legacy that they want to leave behind, how mm -hmm. they want to be remembered. So in essence, the journey starts, it's a 40-day journey. Mm -hmm. So the journey starts with them establishing um, how they want to be remembered or writing the eulogy, basically. Okay. And then the rest of the journey is about aligning their, their mindsets, the the attitudes, their behaviors, their decision-making um, with the kind of legacy that they want to leave behind. Mm. And they have to examine their current reality to see, you know what, is where I am, you know, is it empowering my yeah. legacy or is it moving me away? Whatever the answer is, they need to make the changes that's necessary. So so that's the first book sure. about legacy. Can I just, just say something now that you were talking, something I, I really read, because this is what you were talking about, legacy is vision. Hey? Yeah, yeah. What do you want to to aspire to? And then lining up your thoughts, your your day-to-day -day walk to accomplish that. Am I right? Absolutely. I just want to get that that's to right. clarify that. So um, it was, I think, two days ago I was listening to a program and someone was giving testimony on, on TV. It was TBN. And this struck me and I thought, I just want to mention this. He said, the Lord told him that he can only take him as far as his imagination. Sure. And to me, that was so powerful. It's saying, and I just interpreted as just linking in with what you're saying. If you don't have a vision, if mm. you don't know where you're heading, if you can't broaden that picture, you, you see God gives you that, that um, scripture that says we um, 
I'll give you according to your faith. God gives us a measure of faith. Yes. But you can only, once you've dreamed the dream, once you've, you know, um, visualized it, you can step into it. You can True. only claim and once you have yep. thought it through, put it through. Anyway, I just thought Beautiful. that was quite interesting. <laughs> okay, carry on. <laughs> Thank you. So the second book is is called Who is God? Mm. So that, that book is just, is helps helps people overcome fear mm. because um, like I, in the last interview, I shared a bit about this yes. where um, I, I created a scenario for a, a, a young person where I asked him, so I said, um, you know, who's your favorite superhero? And they said, Thor. Mm, yeah. and then, I, then I created that scenario by them uh, journeying through a forest and an army was coming up against him mm. and hurling threats against him. Then I, then I asked this, this young man, um, will he be afraid? And then he said, no, I won't. I said, why? Mm. Because Thor is with me. Yes. So embedded in that, in that understanding, in that statement, is an understanding of who Thor was mm. and an understanding of the power that Thor has that mm. is with him. And, and God is also called Emmanuel. It's one of his names. It means yes. God with us. Mm. And I was just confronted with the discrepancy of knowing that God is with me, but I'm still afraid. Mm. And the reality uh, dawned on me that I really didn't know God for who he was and for the amazing power that he has yes. and how much he loves me. So the whole journey of who is God is expressing um, and identifying some aspects of his nature, you mm. know, from day one to 40, 40 oh, aspects of who sure. he is, his love, his peace, he's a father, um, he's faithful, mm. he's reliable, all of those aspects of who he is. Not exhaustive, but it's just 40 of it. That sure. anchors helps anchor your faith in who God is. And mm. by that, you fear dissipates, basically. Mm. And that also reminds me of that scripture. Sure, I'm, I'm getting all these these <laughs> thoughts, but it reminds me of that scripture that says, "Perfect love casts out all fear." Exactly. And if you understood, if we understood God's nature, mm. like you said, Absolutely. and His love for us, you yes. know, if we understood who we are in Christ and what Christ already did on the cross for us, then wow. that love. Cast out all fear because fear cannot stand in perfect love because an identity is so rooted in Christ and who He is. That yeah? is true. That is anyway, true. Spot on. Spot awesome. On. Then the the third book I wrote was the Will of God, and I'm going to skip that because we are going to yes, go into no, that. No, let's keep that for last. <laughs> and then the final, the last, the, the the not the last book, but the yeah, the latest book that I wrote is called Freedom, mm -hmm. and that book is really about uh, um, overcoming. Uh, limiting mindsets, you know, mm. and, and basically um, we can be free, you know, um, how can I say physically, but in terms of, but internally we still live like bound. a prisoner, yeah. like a prisoner or bound. Mm. And, and what this book focuses on is uh, what we are free from. The first half of the book focuses on what we are free from. And the second half of this book focuses on what we are free to be and to do. Sure, so, that's interesting. So the, this is what it's about. It's about freedom to to actually know that you're free. So it's in essence to become functionally what you already are positionally sure. or by identity. We can be free in identity, but in terms of the functional and practical expression of your life, mm -hmm. you live like a prisoner. So it's about aligning that with your identity. Wow. That's, that's yeah, what that it comes to. That sounds very powerful. Yeah. Sure. So let's let's focus on the world of God. What inspired you, first of all, to write the book, The Will of God? So, um, actually, I was meditating on a passage of Scripture um, with regards to this about the will of God. I was looking for a, um, 
you know, what does the scripture say about, about the will of God? And mm. one of the key scriptures that, that I read and the angle, there's many angles you can take mm. on the will of God, but the specific an- angle that I took was found in in first Thessalonians chapter five verse eight, first Thessalonians chapter five verse eight. And it says, be thankful in all circumstances for this is the will of God for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Sure. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now, when I was going through a challenging time in my life, very much um, similar to what I'm going through now, um, I, I was thinking about this passage of Scripture, and I thought, but how can I be thankful mm. in a circumstance like this? You know, um, and like recently, my my dad passed away, and and even more recently, a close friend of sure. mine, um, just last Tuesday, she she also passed away, and I was I was devastated. Um, mm. And yet, the scripture says that in all circumstance, <laughs> it's the will of God to be thankful. Mm. And then the Lord asked me, Nigel, do you believe my word? And then I said, of course, Lord, I, your scripture says, your word says, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tested and tried, and he is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Mm. I like, I'm quoting the scripture verbatim. Mm. Mm. Then he says, then he asked me another question. He says, but then why are you anxious? Sure. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, it's possible to actually agree with the word in your mind. Mm but not truly connect emotionally with it and mm. believe it in your heart. Mm. And I found myself in that kind of discrepancy or that incongruence with yes. agreeing with the word with my, in my yeah. mind. It's like knowing but not experiencing it. Yes, like this in, in my heart. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really believe this. I agree with the, with the, with the mm. concept, mm. but in terms of connecting emotionally with it and actually mm. believing it, uh, in my heart, that, that that was a struggle. And what I realized, the cause of that is of certain beliefs that I had mm. that was inaccurate. In other words, yes. lies yes. that the enemy basically planted to actually erode a thankful heart. Mm. Because the enemy wants to go against Christ. That's why he's called the Antichrist. Mm. You know, he goes against the will of God. The will of God is for us to have a heart of gratitude in all things. Mm. But the enemy, he plants these seeds of deception so that we can, our hearts can be eroded and we, we, we become, mm. uh, we shift, our heart shifts from, from gratitude to entitlement. And that is what causes, you know, us not to see the way God sees mm. and not to accept God's version of reality because mm. from that perspective, it is foolishness. So this book, I expose 40 lies that I believed that the Lord delivered me from and that helped me cultivate a heart of gratitude in mm-hmm. every circumstance. Now, in sure. this circumstance with my close friend, um, a good friend passed away, instead of focusing on the fact that I won't be able to see her again mm. and being upset about that, the Lord says, why don't you focus on the privilege that you had mm. to be actually be with her mm. to actually experience the grace mm. that I've given her, you know, uh, um, treasure the moments that you had with mm. her. Same with your dad, you know, be grateful for, for the time that you had that I've yes. given you. So it's a, just a different perspective. It's a, yes. it's a reset of mentality. Um, 
and it produces different effects. The one mm. produces hope, the other one produces hopelessness. That's true. So, so that, is, that is my motivation for writing this book, is to deal with lies that erode a thankful heart mm. and thus shifts us away from actually fulfilling the will of God, which is mm. to be thankful in every circumstance. Sure. That's really powerful, Nigel. And um, you're sorry to hear about your friend and your dad that passed yeah. away. Because um, I know it's, it's, you know, it's something that we, there's a time to grieve. I know there yeah. is, but yeah. it's also, um, you know, as you said, to be thankful in all circumstances, to yeah. learn to be content in all yeah. circumstances. Absolutely. So let's, um, let's look at the lies of the enemy. Can you share with us <clears throat> a couple of lies that you feel that, that, you know, we are all kind of prone to? Yeah. You know, yeah. to believe those subtle lies. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, as I mentioned, there's about forty lies. I'm telling you, there's much more yes, lies. I'm sure. <laughs> so I'm I just sure. chose a few that that stood out for yes. me. Um, that really caused a great shift in my in my life. And the first lie is, things things about a lie is very subtle. Mm. And when I mention this, you're going to think, but um, but that's kind of true. But there mm. is there is a distinction there. Um, the first lie is, I am who I am. Because of the fruit I've produced. I am who I am because of the fruit I've produced. So in other words, what this subtly says is that um, my fruit is what qualifies my identity. Sure. The so fruit, that's rooted in work. Yeah. Okay. My fruit and what I produce, um, that, that produces or it validates or rather, it mm. qualifies. That's the right word. Mm. Qualifies who I am. Mm. Now, just to give an example, let's take a fruit tree, for example. Let's take mm. a banana tree or an apple tree. Right? Now, what do you call a banana tree before it had the opportunity to produce bananas? Let's, let's say it died before it had an opportunity to produce bananas. <laughs> A tree? I don't know. Yeah, it was well, a tree. It <laughs> yes. is, well, it's mm. actually it's actually a banana tree. Mm. Even though it didn't produce bananas, it's still a banana tree because a banana tree is not a is a, is a banana tree because of the way it was designed. created. Created. That's yes. right. So a banana tree isn't a banana tree because it produces bananas. A banana tree is a banana tree because it was created to produce bananas. So even though it didn't produce bananas, mm. the identity of that tree is still. A banana tree. Mm. Now, why this is so important and why this has caused such a shift in me, if, if I can use a biblical example of Gideon. So in, Je in Judges chapter 6 verse 12, so the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said and declared to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty warrior. So in the state that he was, he was running away from his enemies. He was threshing wheat in a wine press. He, he actually, his response to that was, you know, I'm the least in my father's house. Mm. So he didn't produce the fruit of the identity that God was declaring over yes. him yet. So because he didn't produce that fruit, he thought he was disqualified, mm. you know, from the identity that God was, mm. was speaking over him because yes. he didn't produce fruit. So he says, I can't be that because experientially, and yeah. in terms of the fruit that I produce, I haven't done that yet. Yeah, he doesn't see anything, um, you know, that he's produced that, yes. that qualifies him as being a warrior. Exactly. Okay. So, which, which ties in with the, with the fruit tree as an example, that the fruit tree is a fruit tree because it was designed to be a fruit tree. Mm. In terms of Gideon's example, God 
knew who he created Gideon yes. to be, and he declared that to be a mighty warrior. He didn't produce the fruit of a mighty warrior, mm. but in, in order for him to produce that fruit, he needed to receive God's version of mm. reality. Sure. And then we can read in the story, he actually produced the fruit Sure. Of that powerful. identity. We know the story how mm. he defeated the, the, the Midianites. So before you can actually produce fruit, you need to receive the word. Mm. Because the fruit is not the qualification of your identity. The fruit is the expression mm. of your identity. And that's the key thing. You, there, there can be a word that God has spoken of your life through, through mm. somebody close, through a prophetic ministry that, that is so different from what you're currently experiencing mm. but i want to say to you i want to declare to you um you let's i'm talking to a listener right now don't reject it because you didn't produce the fruit yet mm. receive the word of the lord receive it into your heart and then the lord will enable you to produce the fruit of the identity that he has spoken over you sure and that will produce a thankful heart wow to the Lord. Sure. That is so powerful. I, I'm, I'm really just pondering this thing over and over in my thoughts. I'm going to rethink it again when I get up. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it's something that you need to process. But, yes. but, it, it, but it's so amazing because it's the same as for me, just maybe it, it will make sense or maybe I'm off track, but the same thing when we work at our righteousness, you know, when we work at our salvation the outward manifestation of inward transformation is the fruits of the Spirit. Yes. So we need to work it out yes. with God in able to bear fruit. And that fruit doesn't necessarily, in this case, needs to be the fruits of the Spirit, which is peace, joy, kindness. Mm. It could be the, um, the identity that God has called you for. Yes. I don't know if like I'm the, making like sense. Like the calling or... The, the calling or yeah. the... the and, and also that lines up so much with when someone gives you a prophetic word. You know, someone gives you a prophetic word and you think, wow, but they're actually seeing what God is seeing. They yes. are telling you God's heart for you. Yes. Even though you haven't produced it yet. Yes. But because you hear it and because you've acknowledged it and you claim it, you can pursue it yes, or work it out. You can if you receive it, yes, absolutely. So the, se the second lie that I want to focus on is, is this. Joy only comes when my problem is solved. And problems are never solved. <laughs> Joy only comes yeah. when my problem is solved. Now, the, the scripture in, in Nehemiah that we all know, um, it's found in, in, in Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, the, the latter part of that. It says, it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Now, I want to ask you a question. Let's go back to the, to the lie. The lie is joy only comes when my problem is solved, right? Okay. Now, if the joy of the Lord is our strength, when do you need strength? At the end of a battle? During a battle. Or during a battle. During a battle. During a battle. So... If the joy of the Lord is your strength, then the joy is going to come mm. while you are in the battle, while you are in the middle of that challenge mm. that you're facing. The Lord's going to empower you with grace that will actually carry you through to the end, you know, of fulfilling his purpose. Mm. That's why the scripture says in, in Psalm 23, where he says, the psalmist says, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. 
he he is empowered to walk through it and not mm. sit in it. Mm. He's empowered by the Holy Spirit to walk through, and that mm. that 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 power, that strength, is what the Lord gives you while you're in that sure. in, in that battle. So don't uh, view joy. The reset is. Don't think uh, my my circumstances must first change mm. before I can receive joy. No. Joy is not dependent on circumstances. That's the distinction yes. with happiness. Happiness is dependent on your circumstances. Mm. Joy comes directly from God. They mm. cannot be manipulated by circumstances or by the enemy. Mm. So you receive the joy from the, from the Lord because the Lord is your father. And he imparts his grace in you to go through whatever you need to go through to fulfill his purposes mm. here on earth. And that is what produces, once again, a grateful heart yes. because I don't have to wait for circumstances to mm. change for my attitude to change. Yes. Let me give you one more biblical example relating to this because it's very important. Hannah is the example that I want to give you. Hannah couldn't have children. And she was so depressed as a result, if you can read First Samuel chapter 1, um, and to the point that she didn't want to eat. So she didn't want to eat and she was depressed. And in that state, she came to the Lord and, and she just laid everything down. Mm. She says, Lord... If you give me a son, I will give him back to you. Mm-hmm. She was willing to release the thing that she actually wanted from the Lord, to give it back to him, to dedicate him. And there's a big story behind it, that overarching uh, context where this mm-hmm. was taking place. But what I want to focus on is her state after she prayed. Before she prayed, she, was, she, 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 could, she didn't want to eat and yeah. she was depressed. After she prayed... The scripture says in First Samuel chapter 1, it says she started eating again and her face was no longer downcast. Sure. She, was, she had joy. She experienced mm. joy. Now, my question is, did her circumstance change no. physically? No. Nothing mm. changed in the natural. Mm. The only thing that changed was that her trust was, was, was placed in the Father. Mm. The only the thing changed like months, you know, later when she when she eventually yes. conceived and then she produced. But in terms of what physically and and, and mm. change in the circumstances, nothing changed. But a state changed, mm. and that joy that she had, that the Lord imparted into her as a result of of her believing in Him, mm. that is what infused her with the grace to to go through that process of the yes. waiting period for the manifestation of the Word that the Lord has spoken into her heart. And that is also so awesome because sometimes even joy can just be that peace, that knowing. That's true. Because there's that scripture that goes, those who keep their eyes on the Lord will remain in perfect peace because they trust him. him. So, you know, when you get a revelation from God, which Mm. maybe Hannah got, well, she just had a knowing Mm. that God was going to come through. And in trusting that knowing, you get that peace. And once you've got that peace in the midst of the storm, the joy of the Lord can be your strength. Absolutely. You know, because all we need is that peace. That peace is that knowing God will come through. That's when your faith is so, so strengthened and everything. Absolutely. So, yeah, that is a beautiful story. And just just another thing is that our peace is not in what we know. Mm. It's a supernatural peace. (laughs) Our peace is in who we know. (laughs) That is true. So we we don't, sometimes we think, if I only knew this, then I will be at peace. If I only know this, but our peace is in who we know. It's in knowing the Father. That's true. Knowing that He is present with us, you know, and, yes. and th- that's that's just something that I thought I needed to add to, to this. No, but that's so powerful because it's not, we don't know the outcome of the situation, 
but we know who is in control of Absolutely. the outcome of the situation. So, so we don't put our trust any longer in the thing. No. We put the trust in, in who we know is more powerful than that thing. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. Awesome. So we give God the prerogative to manifest himself in the mm. way that he chooses to do so. So, yeah. So the next lie... Wow, there's a lot of lies, man. <laughs> I'm exposing myself here. <laughs> Don't worry. I think we've all been there. I, you know what? I actually touched on this other lie, which is circumstances cause me to lose my peace. <laughs> you sure. know, that, that's another, that's another yes. lie that I can actually tie on uh, to this. So, um, so circumstances, we, oh, that's one of the lies, causes, cause me to lose my peace. It's not our circumstances that cause us to lose our peace. It's the conclusions that we come to about our circumstances. The what ifs. That causes us. It's, it's, the, it's the, the perception of our circumstances and how, what we concluded as a result of our circumstances mm. that causes us to lose our peace. Now, I want to make a distinction in the scriptures between two groups of men that Moses sent into the um, promised land. Joshua and Caleb and the ten other spies. Now, both of them were exposed to the same set of circumstances, but their perception and the conclusions that they came to was different, mm. and it produced a different state of mind and state of being sure. for both of those groups. The one group was filled with hope. The other group was filled with hopelessness. Mm. So the 10 spies uh, looked at the circumstances, and they, they interpreted the, con the conclusions that they came to was disempowering. It produced hopelessness, mm. and this infected the entire nation. They, they, sure. they, they felt, were defeated. Yeah, they already. were defeated. They thought we don't stand a chance against mm. these big giants of this in this land. Then there was an, the other group, which consisted only of two people: Joshua and Caleb. And my boy's name happened to be Caleb, um, for this very reason. Joshua and Caleb saw the same set of circumstances, but they said. Because the Lord is with us, mm. we will, they will be like bread to us. Mm. So we'll consume them. Why? Because sure. the Lord, because of who is with us. Yes. So their focus was not on their ability, but their focus was on God's ability, enabling mm. them to overcome the giants in the land. Because God says so. You know, yes. it produces a sense of hope. So you won't lose your peace because of the circumstances that you're in. Mm. You lose your peace because of the conclusions, the yes. faulty conclusions that you come to with regards to the circumstance that you're in. And don't you think just as we're chatting that that concludes again to Father God being a good God, you know, his character, that when you look at him, you understand his character of how powerful he is. You yes. know, the story you told earlier yeah. on, you know, about your superheroes. Yes. If we understood and really believed how good God is and his heart for us, yes. and we put our trust in him, then it doesn't matter what the circumstances are because we know we can't in our physical human no flesh ways. cannot overcome no any ways. circumstance. But if we partner with God and we put our trust in him, we know he's able he is to able. do exceedingly abundantly more than what we can ever ask for. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so the conclusions, that is what we need to be on God. We have to guard mm. our hearts and yes. in our hearts, we we brew, you can say, the conclusions. Mm. So things, that's why things, the same thing can happen to two different people, but they respond differently. It's because of the conclusions that they come yes, to. Yes, that's powerful. Is your conclusions based on um, an interpretation 
of reality that's congruent with the with with the word mm-hmm. with the way God sees God's version of reality mm-hmm. or is it your own version mm-hmm. you know that makes sense to you is it leaning on your own understanding mm-hmm. versus trusting the Lord with all your heart oh, yeah. and seeing the way he sees it it's very challenging um when you are in that situation but it's very clear because this is how you know when your conclusions is wrong it produces hopelessness and fear and fear Mm. Those what those are the are the key indicators, like the gauges that you have to mm. watch, like you know, in, uh, the speedometer of a car, you know, when the when it gets heated, you know, um, or the petrol runs out. Those are the things that that shows that indicates, you know, something has to be done, something has to change here, mm. you know, in order for this car to keep going, mm. you know. And if we don't change their conclusions, if we feel continue to continue to feel fear and hopelessness. That's an indication of things that need to change. Yeah. And that, that brings with Joyce Meyer's saying again with fear. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. Oh, yes. You know, we the conclusion before anything has ever happened. Yes. We already um, we already fearing as if it's happened. As we're already the acting as if the worst has happened. Yes. But anyway, just throwing in my two cents here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, that that's great. That's great. <clears throat> um the, the the other lie that I want to touch on is if it feels true, it is true. Mm. If it feels true, it is true. Um, now, l- l- let me give you an example. Let's say um, someone someone calls you and tells you um, that I'm in, I've been in a, in a car. Or let's say your closest friend is, is in a car accident, has been in a car accident. Mm. Um, and yeah, they they died in a car accident. God forbid, but it's for the sake of the example yes. that I want to give you, how would you emotionally respond to that when you hear some? When you hear that, mm. you will ex- you will feel pain. You will feel sadness. sadness. Mm. I mean, you will feel it will be a traumatic experience, right? Emotionally. Now, what if that same message came through, and the friend that they are referring to is sitting next to you? What would be your response to the person on the phone? It will be like, um, no, I don't think that's true. Yeah. It might be someone else. I'm, I'm yeah. feel sorry for them, but but my friend is literally standing, sitting right next mm-hmm. to me, so it can't be her. So, your emotions will be different yes. to to um, to what it was when sure. she wasn't there. So even though it's a lie, let let let's say that that was actually a lie. It was a prank. Mm. You still re- responded emotionally to that lie because you believed it. Okay. And and when she was here, you also responded emotionally, but with a sense of like, no, that's not true. Mm. You know, you felt, felt peace. You felt you felt hope because you knew what the truth was. Okay, so yeah. so it's the same information. Yes. That you've been given. Yes. But your response to it is is different. different. Like I'm saying that that I'm in the scenario that that is actually a lie. Mm. You know, but. Um, but you didn't know it's a lie. Yes, you believed yes, it. And that's why you responded emotionally. Yes. Um, now, the, the principle that I want to actually draw out of this is that your emotions don't validate the truth. That's true. Your emotions validate what you believe. Sure. You be, your emotions uh, came to the fore because it believed what was said, even mm. though what was said was a lie. Mm. So your emotions validates, um, it validates what it believes. Not the truth. If what you believe is the truth, then it will validate the truth. But in a general sense, mm. your emotions validate what you believe. Your belief system. Your belief system. So, 
to compare, just to give a, a comparison, I can use the example of tides. You know, what causes tides is the gravitational pull of the moon causes, you know, the mm-hmm. different kinds of tides in, in the sea and, and these kind of things. Um, it's because the, the gravitational pull of the moon actually has a direct effect on the, on the, on the, on the, on the tides, yes. right? So in, that, in the same way, your beliefs has a direct effect on your emotions. Mm. So you don't control your emotions by controlling your emotions. You, mm. control, you, cha- you control your emotions by changing your beliefs mm. because your beliefs is what produces your emotions. Mm. Yeah, now yeah. that's very true because I think that's also where the enemy comes in, like you said, he comes and he places things in our, in our minds. Yes. You know, so we, we can either reject that thought or accept the thought, but when you accept that thought, those thoughts normally uh, affect your emotions and those emotions normally affect what you do. Absolutely. At the end of the day. so That motivates you. Yeah. So that is very true. And one, I just remember someone said to me once, just coming back onto this emotion, that the word of God is more truthful than the way you feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. If you ever want to validate your emotions, then go to the word of God. Yes. No, absolutely. And... That is why it, it, the Lord has, has, has coached me mm. in this and, and how I coach others is to meditate on the word mm. until you emotionally connect with it. Yes, that's true. Because there are other emotions in play that you also are experiencing. And in order to overcome those emotions, there needs to be a stronger emotion. Mm. So, so in other words, um, your belief in the word, you need to connect so, uh, so emotionally with the, with, with the word, with the truth that it becomes so strong that it overrides yes. other emotions that are inferior. Mm. And the picture that I have of this is when um, Moses threw his staff on the ground. Right? Mm. And, but there were two other sorcerers as well. Mm. And then they also did the same thing. But what happened? Moses' serpent consumed the other uh, sorcerers' yes. serpents. And the picture that the Lord showed me there was that is like emotions. You can only overcome one emotion with a stronger emotion. Mm. So the, the, the stronger emotion should be uh, connected to the word mm. that will consume all these competing emotions that are, that mm. are, that are militating against mm. that which God actually desires to do, and, his word. And that comes to that thing where faith comes from hearing the word of God. Because yes. I also have just been thinking about exactly what you're saying. <clears throat> you know, when we are in fear or when we're struggling with anxiety and you go to the word of God and you meditate on the word of God and you declare it and whatever. So what you're saying is you are actually, you are um, convincing, not convincing, you know, you're yeah, convincing no. yourself that to focus on the word of God, that when you, you continue in that, your belief system, you're changing mm. your belief system from the lie to the truth. And once yes. you set into the truth, you can obtain the peace. Yes, obtain the and peace. And that's when your faith gets strengthened. That's when the joy of mm. the Lord comes in, when yeah. you when you are strengthened in the word of God. But it takes sometimes it mm. takes a while to meditate on yeah. the word, to declare the word. You know, if I'm sick, by your stripes I'm healed. We might not feel it at that yeah. stage, but the more you do it, the more you meditate on the word, the more you focus on the truth. You, mm. you know that. Yeah, you overcome the lie. That's what yeah. you're saying. Yes, the truth becomes stronger than the lie yeah. until you you receive that peace. Then you know, absolutely, you have overcome the fear or the anxiety. Definitely. I'm just 
adding to what you're saying. So so it's actually the the word, it goes from mental ascent to actual believing in the heart. So like you say, you can say, the Lord loves me, the Lord loves me, the Lord loves me, the Lord loves me, the Lord loves me. And it comes here, it's like, the Lord loves me. Oh my word. I actually, I can actually feel Mm. the reality of that, of that truth. So it, it's meditation until it like filters down from your yes. head to your heart. And yes. th- when it's there, yes. then the enemy runs. Yes. Then he's got no, no power over you mm-hmm. because you will destroy every thought. You will be like a wrecking ball, you know, like a demolition ball that will destroy all the, all the works that yes. the enemy has erected over, over the years. Yes. You will destroy that with that, with that wrecking yes. ball. You know? And that was the word is so powerful. Yes. But Nigel, can we take a short break? Sure. And then we can continue after this. Sure. Hi, if you just tuned in, it's a line at Willie Fear with my program called Body Matters. And I've just been chatting to Nigel Brown from Master Reset. And we've just been chatting about his book called The Will of God, which indicates um, the lies of the enemy. So we've touched on a couple of lies, Nigel, between the two of us. Yeah. And I've thrown in my little part and whatever. But um, unfortunately, we are almost at the end of the program. So I know many people have been listening to it and they've, you know, I'm sure you've, people have identified, maybe some of you out there have identified some of the lies and you can relate to it and you want to know more about it. Um, Nigel's got books on this and he's not just got books, but Nigel, tell us about the small groups and, and what you're doing at the moment and how can people get your resources? Okay, so so if you would like to, to tap into these resources and the specific one, you can go on to www.masterreset.co.za and click on the resources tab and then scroll down to the will of God. It's under the heading of spiritual development if you want to do it on an individual level, you know, um, you know, personally. Uh, the other option is is to explore our 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 courses uh, that also covers this so i use exactly the same content but we converted into course format we we made it more um ap- not applicable but we designed it for small groups because we've done the, these journeys with small groups in, in in churches and we saw the great effectiveness of this mm. because you get to see how other people you know in the group overcome their challenges oh. you know and and listening to their testimonies listening to how god shifted them from from believing a, a, a lie to actually receiving the truth about a specific matter it just changes you as well yes. you know when you see other people change you're not alone you're not alone exactly yes. and um you can uh, you, you can click on the uh, courses tab and and there all the information is available um, um to you that is needed you know for that so churches uh, will really stand to benefit like small groups of churches mm. will really stand to benefit from this so you just have uh, a facilitator that can that can actually bring the group together that can you know be the glue that mm. will bring the group together it's for the package is for for 12 um, okay. at, um at least 12 people excluding the facilitator the facilitator doesn't pay for this but all the information is on the website under okay. under courses sure. yes and they can go through these eight week uh, journeys where every day they can deal with a lie you know yes. and and then and then share about how god shifted um you know the mentalities mm. uh, in, in terms of this and set them free from this and and now move into a state of of thankfulness, which is his will, you sure. know, in this in this area. And tell me, is there any cost involved if to start a group or for the yes. members? So it's basically a two hundred two hundred and fifty rand per person. Okay, um, that that's that's what it costs, and and 
Um, you get a book or a manual. So included in that, okay. you, you get a, a digital copy of the book for each person in the in the group, and then you also get a, a facilitator's guide. And in addition to that, you also get a, a two-hour coaching session with me at the end of the eight weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, like an online um, Zoom or MS Teams session with myself. Um, yeah, that, that that's basically the package that I, that I offer, which is… Yes. Uh, all the details are on the oh, website, no, that's yes. Awesome. And yeah. what is, do you want to just give your web page details? It, it's www.masterreset, um, master is double R, master and reset.co.za. And you can also catch me on um, Facebook and, and Instagram. It's the, um, it's at masterresetme, at masterresetme. Then you, you, you'll be able to see the, the posts that I do, the videos, and yeah, and keep up to date about, what's happening with, with Master Reset, yes. Okay, now that sounds great. And tell me, um, just to end off, we're going to end off with some prayer right now, um, Nigel. Is there any word of encouragement that you'd like to give to the listeners out there? Yes, wow. I, I scarcely know, <laughs> know where to begin. Um, but I can just start from the beginning. When I shared the, the discrepancy between what I agreed with in my mind pertaining to the word and what I actually believed, mm. there was a discrepancy. And as I mentioned before, it, is so, it was so important for me to, to meditate on the word until I emotionally connect with the word. I, mm. I can't, I can't overemphasize this. Mm. We can't just listen to a word week in and week out and it goes over our heads, you know, like, and it, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't mm. change our lives. It will only change our lives. If we actually reflect on it, if we meditate on it, and it becomes one with us. John 1 verse 14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Wow. We wouldn't experience the salvation and the reconciliation with the Father and growing maturity if the word didn't become flesh. Sure. So the word needs to become flesh in our flesh in order for God's intention to be done on earth as it is in heaven. That, that's it. that's the, the function of us as, as the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. So to do that, it's very important to reflect on the word so that the word can become practical. Mm. Okay, because there's so, we as believers are so rich, are so rich with the word. However, we, we live, many, many believers live like, like a pauper, spiritually speaking, because there was not a conversion of spiritual realities into into natural into a natural economy basically mm -hmm. like if you think about a foreign currency you can have a lot of of money from another country you know but it will become it will only become accessible and usable in this country if it's converted into the current of the, the currency right. of the country sure, that you're powerful. in transformation yep so the spiritual uh, 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 exchange or we can say the the, the conversion um, is what the Lord has, has placed on my heart, uh, is what needs to happen. Spiritual conversion from, from, from spiritual to, to the natural so that it can actually be of benefit mm. to the people around That's you. That's true. And th that, that is what I want to encourage you to do. Let the word become flesh in you. Mm. Let the word have its work in you so that you can actually be the word sure. to those that, that are around you. Thank you for that powerful message, Nigel. And would you maybe just end off with some prayer for us, please? Sure. Father, thank you for this amazing, thank you for this amazing opportunity that you've given me, Father. Thank you. Um, 
I'm, I'm so grateful, Father. And I, I just pray for that, for that listener and for that listeners that are, that are just listening to, to what I have to say. And I pray that the word will just go straight from their head to their hearts, Lord, that they will connect with his word emotionally, Lord, to the point where every other competing emotions that are trying to draw them away from your purpose and your will will be destroyed, Father. That's my prayer, Father, for everybody, that they will experience uh, your will, living in your will, living in your will, Father God, because your will will only empower your purposes, Father. And there's many other plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. And I pray, Father, that that everyone that is listening to this to this uh, broadcast, Lord, that, that they will they will be full of hope, full of faith, full of peace, full of joy, because their hearts are connected to who you are. They are connected to your character and nature, Father. And they see you for who they are, for who you are. And because they know you who you are, Father, they by implication know who they are as sons of God. And I, and I pray, Father, that whatever your purpose is for their lives, Father, that it will be accomplished, that they will live lives on a daily basis of gratitude, live lives of joy. They will exhibit that, Lord. They will exhibit the fruit of the Spirit as, as they do their daily uh, chores and, and, and their work, Father God, that other people will see you being accurately represented through them. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Nigel. It was so nice to have you on the program. Thank you. And I'm afraid that God will bless your ministry and whatever you pursue and whatever he has for you, that you will walk in the fullness that God has for you. Thank you so much. So unfortunately, it's the end of my program. And um, I hope you'll all have a lovely week. And I'm looking forward to chatting again to you guys next Saturday. At the same time, have a wonderful, beautiful, blessed week from me, Alana Willie Free. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.